The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. All right, time for my weekly progress report. Eliaship. Okay, they built the sheep gate. Looking good, looking good. Now, who's next? Okay, now the men of Jericho. Men of Jericho, you're doing good. We're on a good pace. I love the pace. Now, as for the fish gate, the sons of Hanassah laid the beams and the locks and the bars. Okay, great. Now, onto. Okay, now for the old gate. It should be the Tekoites. Why is Jehoiada building the old gate? Oh, that is right. The nobles of the Tekoites. They did not want to cooperate in the war. God be with them. Anyhow, Jehoiada, Meshulam. <clears throat> great work. I see that the beams and the locks are up. You're doing great. I'd like to send my thanks to all of the men and the women, people that took time out of their daily job just to build this wall. It means a lot to me. And thank you that we are able to do this for the Lord. Welcome to Nehemiah 3, the chapter where bricks tell a tale of community revival. Join us as we explore the vivid details of Jerusalem's walls reconstruction. Each task, each hand, a story of unity and transformation. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Yes, we are wearing the same clothes as last week. The conversation was so good. We made it into its own episode. I'm sure as you guys can tell. So literally we just ended that episode like a couple minutes ago. So we are literally just going to hop into Nehemiah 3. Yep. So hopefully you guys enjoyed last week's episode. And this should have been what you got last week. But either way, it's right on time. <laughs> so Amen. like one of them pastors. <laughs> Amen. So... Catching up, last week we see on ne- two weeks ago, we see how Nehemiah was a cupbearer, still in the Persian uh, dynasty empire. Um, he was served as cupbearer King Artaxerxes. This the book of Nehemiah happens about fifteen to twenty years after Ezra ends, just to give you that timeline of when this is happening. Um, but as we're going to see, Ezra is still around in Jerusalem during this time. But Nehemiah's whole thing was when he heard that the city was still in disrepair, more specifically the city walls were in disrepair, he 
got super sad, super weak. We joked and said his belly broke down, but we see as soon as he heard the news, he got weak in the knees and he had to sit down. And he he fasted and prayed for like four months, just seeing what God would do, seeing if God would give him some type of instruction. And he finally got the courage to go before the king after the king realized he was sad. And it was such a great offense because if you were sad around the king, you actually could be killed. But the king had compassion on Nehemiah. We see how God was working through the whole story as Han was also interwoven in it. And Nehemiah told the king what was on his heart. And the king said, what do you need? And Nehemiah told him what, his name, what he needed. And the king said, okay, here you go. Go. Go and repair the city, the city walls. And so we ended last chapter with Nehemiah getting there. Um, he got there. He didn't tell him why he was there. And in the middle of the night, he actually went and he surveyed the walls, see the disrepair, looked at the gates, and they were in pretty bad shape. <clears throat> and we see some people like San Balat, I might be saying that name wrong, but they were already in opposition even when they saw Nehemiah pulled up. He he hadn't told them what he was going to do, but he already saw like these people were, were looking at him kind of with a side eye. Haters. But, yeah, haters. Haters everywhere we go. Anyway, <laughs> um, but then we see at the end of Nehemiah chapter 2, he essentially told them, hey, yeah, I came back, so we're going to rebuild the wall and the city gates. We're going to have protection again. And so this is kind of where, well, kind of, this is where the story is picking up in Nehemiah 3. And full warning, Nehemiah 3 is 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 reminiscent, I was telling Kazi before we started, it's, it's reminiscent of those Exodus chapters where it's just a lot of people doing stuff. Yep. But even when I was reading it again this weekend, ready for the podcast, I was like, yo, this is some some nice lessons interwoven in here. So hopefully the Holy Spirit's going to guide us. We're going to bring bring out some of these lessons, some of these points, and not make it as uh what is the word I'm looking for? I'm gonna say boring, but yeah. Mundane. It, it, yeah, mundane. That's the word that, that was escaping me. Not as mundane as it is just reading this. Yep. But here we go. <clears throat> then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. They built it as far as the tower of the hundred, and they consecrated it. Then as far as the tower of Hananel, next to Eliashib, the man of Jericho, built. And next to them, Sakor, the son of Imri, built. So for me, even like, it's just that, no. <clears throat> What I find interesting is the high priest himself is out here helping build a wall. Very true. And the reason why these I found it personally so um, remarkable. You know, some people that say, don't be so heavily minded, you ain't no earthly good. Mm -hmm. I feel like the high priest had a valid excuse as to why he, of all people, shouldn't be out here building a wall. That's true. Because this ain't like you building the temple where it's like this way you could be working. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting is that <clears throat> the text starts off by saying they built the sheep gate and they consecrated it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at some Bible definition definitions, right? Consecration, the devotion or setting apart of anything to the worship or service of God. The official ordaining of a person to be a pastor, priest, or missionary. Um, consecration is also God giving us glory and beauty. These are a few 
Google definitions. I just typed in consecration Bible definition, right? Mm -hmm. There, this is for your city. Now, obviously, this is the you know city of God type of situation. Um, the holy, the holy city, the holy land. We even call that the holy land to this day. <clears throat> but they build this and they given this to God. Like this is this is not a they're not seeing it as a secular thing that's happening. Right. They see this as we building up the city for God and for the worship of God. Mm -hmm. And thus every part of this city is to be consecrated, even the outskirts, the walls being built. <clears throat> and so it's good to see that these Ivories say they're just in vain. We building, but we praying too. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> we we setting this, even this wall holy. You know what I mean? Like, like when like when me and my wife was was when our house was building. Mm -hmm. She had that idea. People do it all the time. Start writing Bible verses on the like, you know, you know, they put sometimes they put up plywood. Yeah. Or you put up the drywall. We writing on the no, I mean not the plywood. Yeah, plywood. Yeah. We writing on the plywood and and, and the the two by fours and stuff that's you know, kind of in the foundation. Mm -hmm. We writing Bible text. You see what I'm saying? Like Joshua, this and that, you know. Be be strong and courageous. Like that that was one of my texts I, I, I remember. But you know, when we when our house was being built, we, you know, come there, pray, consecrate, same thing. Cause it's like we want this to be a house where we inviting God. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So I feel like that's the same approach that they taking while building the wall. And again, yeah, it's especially these are the first people too. Like for one, like the, the like the high priest leading by example, like yo, I out here, this is important for all of us. And yeah, I'm gonna do my part to make sure our city is secured. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna cop up with any excuses for like, oh, I'm too busy with temple matters. I'm too busy, you know, atoning for our sins. And because the high priest is out there, guess guess who also didn't have any excuse? All the other priests. That's true. Like, if the high priest ain't busy enough that he can't not like that, he, that he can help build the wall. Guess what? All y'all could do it too. And so it's like leaders gotta lead. And we say they, and, and if you look at a map, the, the sheep gate ain't that far from the temple area too. So it ain't like you guys billing on the other side of town. No, you doing what you can, and, and that's the next thing we're gonna see in this chapter. All the people was built was working on the wall and the gates. Bro, I was right by their house, bro. <laughs> but and but it, it, like it sounds minimal, but at the same time, it's like yo, no, bro, we doing what we can do. We doing our part. And sometimes, uh, bro, and sometimes bro, that's all that God asking for you to do, bro. Mm -hmm. God ain't asking for you to like you know. Go be Jonah and go over to Nineveh and, and save your enemies. God is actually do it right. Bro, do but take care of what's in your own yard, bro. Take care of what's in your house. It's all God asking you to do half the time. So, yeah, man, like the high priests are there leading by example. And, and they're the first ones to guess what they consecrating this, bro. God, this work we doing for you. And we know Nehemiah, this machine on is for God. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now the priest saying, guess what? We setting the tune. This work we're doing is holy work for God because we actually taking back our city. We restoring what God, what God wants us to have. And it's interesting that, you know, the men of Jericho, because their city got rebuilt because a rebellious king rebuilt their city. But that's neither here nor there. But they were also working on the wall. And it's also interesting that Jericho, because Jericho is not Judah. That's Israel. That's Northern Kingdom territory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So now in verse 3, the sons of Hassanah built the fish gate. 
They lit its beams and hung its doors with bolts and bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Kos, made repairs. Next to them, Meshalam, the son of Berechiah, the son of Meshabel, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, the son of <coughs> Bana, made repairs. Next to them, the Tekoites made repairs. But their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of their lord. Huh. So what do you think about these nobles, man? Um, I didn't really, I didn't really, I don't know. And I, I see, this is my thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What is, what is noble? Are we saying, uh, I don't know, man. Cause you know, they, they had, you know, their last king was, um, Je- Je- Jehoiachin, mm-hmm. I believe was their last king. Were they were they still keeping up? I mean, the I don't know, bro. You're not a king, but are you from the royal family still? Because they don't have a king anymore, and they. Mm-hmm. I don't know when they start having kings again. Because I know Herod during Jesus' time, Herod, who was an Edomite, was was their king. So it wasn't from the line of Judah anymore. Oh, I'm googling where what where where to call you with. The core even was okay. Yeah, so this was an Israelite city. Oh, it's still around. Interesting. Okay. Oh, Israel as in northern kingdom or Israel as in just the tribe of Israel in general? This would have to be. Boy, now nah, you've done it. Anyway, hold on. <laughs> yeah, because just... anyway, hold on. Let, let's try this. I'm gonna share my screen. Let's see how this works, even with us with us sharing. Can you see okay, my screen? So for, yeah, so for the people listening online only, we're mm-hmm. looking at a map of Bethlehem, Hebron. And yeah. The, yeah. So it the looks Islam. like Tekoa would have to be in the Hebron <laughs> region. So I guess that would be Southern. Oh, man. My, my, <laughs> my biblical geography is so bad. Because I know, oh, I think, who's to be in Hebron? <laughs> while we are it, yeah, northern southern. All right, so while you while you just uh, googling that, let me just keep my train of thought going. So basically, what I'm saying is that we have Jehoiakim, right, who was the last king of the southern kingdom. I can't remember who was the king of the northern kingdom when they had been, you know, conquered and taken into exile. But we don't have hear about any more kings from the northern kingdom in yeah, terms of the southern kingdom. They would the have been the southern kingdom. The Southern King is so Jew. Because yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, because we see Bethlehem, and that's where yeah. uh, we see David from. You see what I'm saying? So, and for anyone but, um, who wants to see the gates. So keep going. Yeah, but I'm just like, nobles. They're nobles. I mean, you don't have to be of royal blood to be a noble. I mean, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? But it was kind of interesting. I just didn't know that they, they still kept up with those kind of things. You know, yeah. in a natural disaster such as war and all these things, like, you know, you could kind of level the playing field, like your status and stuff don't matter that much if all of us living in ruins, you know, <laughs> for some time. Yeah, I just think it's interesting because it's like, if everyone else around you, especially all these other families, are working, why you think you're too good to do the work? Especially if you could benefit, especially if you was living in a city that didn't have no wall. Yeah, man, like other, like, 
other translations was really like, you know, like, yeah, they, they did not put their shoulders to work for the law. Like they like turned their backs on God. They were too stiff necked to work. They they didn't, they would not bend their necks. Isn't I've written a different translation. They would not bend their necks, do the work for Lord, for the Lord. I'm like, hmm, gives another another meaning to like stiff neck people, right? Yeah. Cause like when you're trying to like a donkey, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people people attribute, you know, some people call humans donkeys because when you think about the nature of a donkey, sometimes you get the donkey to cooperate, sometimes it don't. Sometimes it's stubborn and ain't no rhyme or reason to it. You're trying to you trying to walk your donkey, right? And mm-hmm. your donkey like bracing himself, his neck, so that his so that he does not follow where you're trying to carry him with your rope or leash or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I that's where the term stiff neck come from, where it's like you're trying to get your animal to cooperate, but they they they, they making their net. So we, in the Bahamas we say taught. I don't know what the what the word is like. Tense. They're making mm-hmm. that back so tense. To, Ain't nothing not happening, buddy. Right. <laughs> Ain't nothing happening. So them sad, them nobles, they were stiff neck, like, oh, I'm budging. Manual labor. Ooh. I remember, I remember we used to college, right? My boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my boy, one of one of the <clears throat> few people that had cars. Uh, I think that was my maybe our freshman year, maybe sophomore year. <laughs> he was like, bro, my car been getting so dirty, bro, but I don't got the bread. To um to wash it right mm-hmm. in my mind I know growing up I used to wash my mommy car every Friday I say right. I say bro just wash it yourself he said bro but that's manual labor though <laughs> 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 I said bro we 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 like we live in two different worlds right now like, I don't know what to tell you bud I don't know what to tell you though, by the sweat of your bra you shall eat I don't <laughs> know buddy a, you missed that part of the Bible. <laughs> that was funny. My boy said, Money will live. All right, then you just ride around with your daddy car. <laughs> yeah, real dark. You better pray in rain or something. I know. Right? What a sick. All right. So, in verse six, moreover, Jehovah, the son of Pasea and Mashalom, the son of Besodiah, repaired the old gate. Hmm. They laid its beams and hung its doors with bolts and bars. And next to them, Malathia, the Gibeonite, Jadon, the Marath, Marathon, yeah, because he said, the men of Gibeon and Mizpah repaired the residence of the governor of the region beyond the river. Interesting. Are you getting this? That's <laughs> <laughs> literally when I, when I read the first. I was like, are you getting this? Beyond the river, buddy. I'm repairing the house. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand the alliances here. You know (laughs) what I mean? Anyway, next to him, Azil and Herariah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs. Also next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, made repairs. And they fortified Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. And next to them, Rep. Paya, the son of Hur, leader of half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. Next to them, Jediah, the son of Harumpha, made repairs in front of his house. And next to him, Yetush, the son of Hanabahajabnia, made repairs. So even going up, right, again, you're seeing people who, bro, they ain't masons. 
No. They need stone workers. Bro, this guy is a goldsmith. This next guy is a perfumer. This next guy is a governor. Bro, but they all out here doing what they can, bro. That's how much this meant to them, and that's how much they wasn't making exclusive, bro. I can literally say, bro, it's a goldsmith, bro. What you want me to do working on the wall? You want me to, like, make some ornaments for the wall? You want me to make it look pretty? Hmm. I is a perfumer, bro. I just gather flowers and other barks and stuff and make oils that smell good. Go for it. That's like on the outer islands, bro, when they build in their church, bro. And it's like, the people in the church is be building the church, bro. Like, you see they say, like, you might have one or two people who are contractors that can delegate, but it's like, we coming together and we, and we building this church, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But like, again, these people, they saying, okay, but we ain't making excuses. The work has to get done. We willing and able. And again, bro, like, that's what God wants. God wants it, bro. Ain't about how qualified you are. Are you able and willing to follow my lead? And this so, is a tall task, bro. This is a tall task. It is miles of wall, you know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> this, that's all I thinking. It's miles of wall, bro. And, and this ain't like, go for it. And make no mistake, bro. This ain't like today where you get the cinder block, right? And you get the instant cement. You just add water to it. Boy, you take my <laughs> point right out my mouth, bro. You take my point right out my mouth. But, but my thing is, by this scene, no ready-made thing. But you gotta go. But you gotta go find these rocking things. You gotta bro. go find rocks, bro. Think about it, bro. Uh, Nehemiah lost chapter asked for permission to go to the king's um person in charge of the forest mm-hmm. to get the lumber to build these gates but y'all gotta go get this lumber from wherever it is mm-hmm. cut these because y'all getting trees this is still blow my mind to this day y'all mm-hmm. gotta get a saw and saw these things into actual beams <laughs> the hard yeah. way bro <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They ain't got no gilded saw now, no diamond yeah. tip saw that's moving fast, no yeah. bond so you can just push it through and you cut the whole thing. No, bro, you get, you you have to fasten a piece of metal into a saw and then proceed to the hard way, bro, on mm-hmm. multiple sides to get these beams. Bro, the broad this gate was like 20 foot wide, bro. I mean, 20 feet wide. That's, bro, just, that's the thing, right? Like, the, ar- the area... It- like that area is a rocky area, like plenty rock, right? But you still gotta move it, bro. Like you might have an area that have, that is rich in like large stones, right? We done build a wall for like two miles here, right? We gotta carry these stones a couple miles down the way. Cause over here only have a bunch of little stones and we need both. You see what I'm saying? Like we gotta mix all that in. When I was in Dubai and they were showing me all the old architecture and stuff, bro. These stuff was mind, mind boggling to me, bro. Like how innovative, like, and I'll just, I don't know, like how, just how good people like were able to like engineer stuff and mm-hmm. and build stuff and just use their resources. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of ways, because we have technology and we have advancements at our disposal, it it doesn't allow us to to tap into certain parts of our mind. You know what I'm saying? Like how they say like necessity is the mother of creation. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have necessity for certain things anymore. I mean, it's more convenient for us, but we don't have the the creative juices to to make our lives easier because in a lot of ways, people have already done that for us. Man, that's the truth. That is the truth. So now in verse 11, Mal- Malchijah, the son of Haram, and Hashab, the son of Path- 
Pahath, Moab, repaired another section, as well as the Tower of the Ovens. And next to him was Shalom, the son of Hesh, leader of half the district of Jerusalem. Okay. So we have, you know, both half districts represented. Mm-hmm. He and his daughters made repairs. I still uh, love even like, his daughters. Bro, bro, young, old woman, child, everyone working on this, bro. I like, 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 like the Yeah, except except the the, yeah, but it's too stiff neck. It's too bad to kick them with the city. But again, 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 it's good. Yeah, come around, y'all. Hey, what? Wait, y'all in elephant? But <laughs> guys, we going through this, bro. Everyone and they, wait, everyone and they ground me helping build this wall, bro. Yeah. They're making sure to emphasize, bro, it's not just single person, bro. It's families coming together and building this wall, bro. Different, bro, different people from walks of life, bro. It's like a national call right now, bro. Like, we coming together and we have the funds, we have morale, and we are going to build the wall. Yeah. Like, you might as well catch them out while the, while the energy there. Yeah. I, I, I would feel the same way as you. I don't know if I would express it, but in my heart of hearts, I'd feel like, right? You, you wouldn't help build a city that you benefiting from. Your two hands and your two legs work, and you too good to build a wall that protecting you and your noble self. <laughs> it don't make sense to me. Leave. <laughs> if you ain't trying to help, leave. Uh, no, I said he like, wouldn't have said it. I didn't uh, say it, but... I don't know if I'd say it out loud. But like I was telling you, bro, I, I had a friend, bro, where the man don't believe in, 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 in Ellen White, bro. But he's an <laughs> Adventist. I'm like, bro, I don't get I don't get it, bro. Why are you Adventist, bro? If you don't... But like, that's like saying you, you believe... Like, that's like saying you, you believe this was... Like, if you don't believe... It's like saying... Person, it's almost like saying, but you believe... You was a Christian, but you don't believe in Jesus Christ. That's like saying, bro. Like, like if someone would, that was integral in the thing that you are a part of, but you don't believe in them, that's like saying you... you. This is false pretenses. Like, like what what don't you believe? That's what I... I just couldn't get it, bro. I'm like, bro, you you don't even have to be... You don't even have to be a part of a denomination, bro. You could be a non-denominational Christian that keep the Sabbath, bro. I don't have nothing to do with Adventism, bro. That the Sabbath was around way before Adventist. You see what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, what? He was like, but you know, I'm, mm, I don't. But he, it's just he. But he was in. He was disgusted by her, right? I say, but are you Adventist? He said, yeah, and I'll die Adventist. I'm like, bro, what? What is going on? Just, just let it be. Just let it be. <laughs> but no, no, like no lie, but that's like you working for Disney, right? But you that, but you like. Do not believe in like Walt Disney, bro. Like, not even, bro, because like you ain't getting paid to be Adventist, bro. Like, just, I don't even know what the incentive is on his behalf, bro. But it that was very fascinating to me, and I I still can't articulate why that was so bizarre to me. But anything cool. Fuck it, about this. These nobles do not want to build a wall, but they are going to. They know they're gonna benefit from it, but they just too good to help. <laughs> oh my. So where are we? Okay, verse 14. Malkijah, the son of Rechab, leader of the district of Beth Hakarem, repaired the refuse gate. What's the refuse gate? Oh, I guess that's the down gate. He built it and hung its doors with his bolts and bars. Shalon, the son of Kol Hoseth, leader of the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He built it, covered it, hung its doors with its bolts and bars and repaired the wall of the pool of Shelah by the king's garden as far as the stairs that go down from the city of David 
After him, Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, leader of half the district of Beth Zor, made repairs as far as the place in front of the tombs of David, to the man, to the man-made pool, as far as the house of the mighty. I wonder what was in the house of the mighty. It just sounds epic. <laughs> After him, the Levites. Under Rehon, son of Bani, made repairs next to him. Hazhabiah, leader of half the district of Kalia, made repairs for his district. After him, their brethren under Bahvai, the son of Hanadad, leader of the other half the district of Kalia, made repairs. And next to him, pardon me, Ezar, the son of Jeshua, leader of Mispah, repaired another section in front of the ascent to... Ascent to the armory of the buttress. After him, Baruch, the son of Zabai, carefully repaired the other section. Why? Like, why did he carefully? <laughs> He's like was just like delicate in his <laughs> in his He's repairing. Precise. Yeah. yeah, from the buttress to the door of the house of Elishib, the high priest. After him, Meramoth, the son of Urisha, the son of Kos, repaired another section from the door of the house of Elishib to the house of Elishib. And after him, the priests and the men of the plain made repairs. After him, Benjamin and Hasab made repairs opposite their house. After them, Azariah, the son of Masiah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs by his house. After them, Binui, the son of Hanadad, repaired the other section. After the house of Azariah to the buttress, even as far as the corner. Pilal, the son of Uzi, Uzziah, I think I said that completely wrong, but forgive me. Made repairs opposite the buttress and on the tower which projects from the king's upper house that was built by the court of the prison. You just forget they had prisons back in the day too, bro. Oh yeah, I, I always forget that for sure. <laughs> when they say prison, just I was like, oh yeah, I mean like Joseph was even in a prison, so like why? Oh, why yeah, why I'm so shocked by this, right? But this was like prison. Like, prison. You <laughs> <laughs> all had a prison? What you mean you had a prison? That's crazy, bro. And what? Yeah, like, oh, man, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I never were, thought about that, bro. Like, you was hearing, right? We'd just be like, "What you talking about, right?" It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Is John the Baptist went <laughs> to prison." Well, all of them, Peter, them was in prison. It's oh, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, the prison been around from Genesis time, but you just don't really think about it. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> After him. Pediah, the son of Parosh, made repairs. <clears throat> Moreover, the Nathim, who dwelt in Ophel, made repairs as far as the place in front of the water gate towards the east and on the projecting tower. After them, the Tekoites repaired another section next to the great projecting tower as far as the wall of Ophel. I feel like they had to make it for their nobles. It's like, my God, my goodness, you're all making us look bad. So we got to go above and beyond now. We got to do double the amount just to make up for y'all. We want to do work so no one can talk about us, but like we ain't pulling our weight. I know, but that would have made me so angry. I just really, Annoyed. yeah, I, I just, yeah, it really would have known me though. Cause I don't like when, when people just seem being a team player, dog, like we, everybody needs this. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know if you like getting a talk, but I don't. Dog, bro. So this Homeland security right here, bro. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh my so beyond the horse gate the priest made repairs each in front of his own house 
After them, Zadok, the son of Immer, made repairs in front of his own house. After him, Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the people of the East Gate, made repairs. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shemaliah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaf, the, from Zalaf, repaired another section. After him, Mashulam, the son of Barakiah, made repairs in front of his own dwelling. After him, Malkaijah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the Nethium and of the merchants in front of the Mithkap gate and as far as the upper room at the corner and between the upper room at the corner and as far as the sheep gate, the goldsmith and the merchants made repairs. See how we seen like every... Go for it. No, I just going to say, I have a feeling the last... The last wall probably looked better than the first wall. Probably Hans now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was more majestic. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure when David or whoever was building... I was going to say, who would have built it? Was it Solomon built more of the walls? I think Solomon had built a lot more of the walls. That makes sense. Solomon do a lot of construction. Solomon yeah, do a lot of construction, but I'm trying to remember what David though, because remember David did set up Jerusalem to be like the capital city. You see what I'm saying? Like, but um, whoever it was, David or Solomon, they did not have much war. And everything, things was things. Like they was making money. You understand what I'm saying? And um, so they had the time to to do it right. You see what I'm saying? Take the time and and build things. If it was Solomon, it was Solomon. Solomon. Okay, if it was Sol- Solomon, really had peace. Like he ain't had he ain't had the war, but no wars, bro. So they could have taken their time and build a wall. And then Solomon, he was a diplomat, and so he was he was chill with a lot of a lot of different nations. So he could uh, import this and that. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? And then you know they already had the good good craftsmen from them other nations already mm-hmm. to, to build the temple. But then this this time around. Um, you know, we just had able bodies. You know, we had some goldsmith, the people like that, on hand. But I believe, in terms of craftsmanship, it's, it's probably likely that the, the first wall was better. And you could say the same, but the temple, that's probably definitely, it's probably it was probably it's definitely better the, the first temple <clears throat> when you really just hear about all that went into it, all the resources and all the money they ain't had to outsource David. Was saving up a thing for um for that temple. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was in uh First Kings chapter nine, where it talks about like after he built the temple, then he proceeded to build the walls of the city mm-hmm. around Jerusalem. Okay. So yeah, so he was a busy guy. Busy guy, but yeah, like I, I think one of the things that really stand out for me in this chapter was just the community aspect of it, and how even though people had valid excuses as to why they probably shouldn't have been the ones building the wall, no one really used that to their advantage except those nobles, right? The high priest was out there building, the Levites was out there building, the priests were out there building, the goldsmiths were out there building, the merchants, women, women were out there. Women were out there building, you know what I'm saying? And then some people were like, again, some people was doing 
away from nails. But some people are saying, okay, you know what? Well, we can do what we can, bro. Realistically, we can repair the walls right next to our house or mm-hmm. close to our house, close to our dwelling. That's the best we could do. But again, think about it, bro. Like, but it's miles and miles of wall, bro. Like you doing that, helping us. You know what I'm saying? It helped us get that end goal. You doing what you can. You being a willing servant, just taking care of what's in your whole soul, getting us to where we want to be. And I'm sure God was appreciative of that. I'm sure mm-hmm. Nehemiah was appreciative of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the next thing I like about this chapter too. Like, we know Nehemiah came back, but he wasn't really focused in this third chapter at all. This no. third chapter was really just focused on, yo, he set the plan in motion, but it showed how the community came together and did their part, bro. Yeah, like, am I looking at this diagram? When you look at the old wall, the old wall cover more area. Mm-hmm. So, so like the new wall, you can see they probably do it closer to the actual city. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And again, it's probably, and, and you got to think about it too, bro. Population is less now. Mm-hmm. So now when we had, we left with 3 million people, when you come back with 50,000, we don't need such an expansive wall no more because the city ain't as big no more. Right, and and that's even more work for us. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like hey, this thing go with sense. Let's let's be practical about this. Yeah, let's do what we can do. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, man. Like, I feel like the chapter, even though it's a bit mundane, it's still some powerful lessons and just the cooperation, everyone coming together and accomplishing what God's, what, like God's plan for them. And it's it's funny. It's something that they want and need. It's something they probably even prayed for. God's making a way for them for for it for them to happen, and you know they they doing their part to make it a reality. And to me, it's like a reminder too. Like sometimes you pray for something, and God give you the means, but now it's up to you to actually not. You didn't pray for it, you didn't have to faith for it, but now you have to faith to actually do the work to actually make it a reality. And man, I saw something this week, and we've all probably seen this before at some point. Like man, sometimes. Gotta say this the right way, right? But sometimes you don't even need to pray no more because God already told you the answer. You just need to do the work. And right now they didn't pray for their protection, and now it's time to do the work. And I don't know why the nobles Nif was st- with his neck was stiff, but everyone else got the memo. We prayed for this. God, you making a means for it to happen. It's time for us to get out here and do the work. And do the work. Nehemiah chapter three gave an account of all of the hands that participated in building the wall. We see men, women, people of all professions donated their time and their efforts to fortify their city. But while they worked so hard to build that wall up, there were others that were working to tear that wall down. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath of of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your host, Nakaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.